phoenixes are rising Look into the eyes and the hearts of lions Minds like diamonds, souls are igniting Illuminating the night and when you awaken Can't be frightened, world's out of whack But we got your back, you're a part of the pack Now let those wings flap Welcome fellow phoenixes to the Spiritual Phoenix Podcast, where we make a daily offering to the divine by putting our past on the pyre, turning the ashes into art, adapting addiction into connection, and metamorphosizing mental illness into mental wellness. I'm your host, Ross Cessna, and I'd like to set the intention for today's episode. I'd like to talk about trauma as a divine teacher, soul sickness, psychosis, spiritual emergence, and just the after effects of a spiritual awakening, essentially. Um, I'd like to touch briefly on the trauma that has really taught me the most about my life. Um, and that would be childhood illnesses. I was in the hospital a lot growing up. Uh, when I was younger, I should say. Not when I was growing up, but more so um, until the age of six or seven or so. Maybe a little bit before that. Um, the second thing that really defined uh, my childhood that was traumatic would be the suicide of my aunt. The third thing that really defined my childhood that was traumatic was my parents' divorce. The fourth thing would be my dad remarrying. Next would be my interactions with police. Um, the next would be just, just people around me in general and how they, they treated me. Um, I surrounded myself with a lot of people who were verbally and mentally abusive to me because of my own perception of reality. Um Work environments uh, were very traumatic to me just because of the sensitivities I had acquired due to my traumatic childhood. Um, Interactions with romantic partners were very traumatic to me. My uh, mental illness in general was traumatic to me. Um, The thing that was most traumatic to me, though, in my life was my own actions and my own perceptions of situations. And... I take responsibility for that now because a lot of those situations, had I cultivated a different perception, would not have been traumatic. But I will say this, everything played out as it should, everything happens as it should, and I wouldn't change any of the things I've experienced because I like who I am today. And although they were difficult, I think that they were some of my best teachers in many ways. Now, Gabor Mate, Dr. Gabor Mate defines trauma as Things that shouldn't have happened that did, or things that should have happened that didn't. And I think everybody encounters those in their life, and I I think that they encounter them to varying degrees, and the after effects are felt for varying lengths. Also, what is traumatic to one may not be traumatic to the other, or the same trauma may be traumatic, but it's a, a spectrum of trauma. Some people could be hardly affected by the same situation, although it's traumatic to them. And other people could be affected by it greatly uh, for it. Now, for me personally, all the traumas that I encountered and my responses to them at an early age really developed what I perceive as a soul sickness in, in many ways. Um, and that would be how I reacted to situations, uh, verbal toxicity, emotional toxicity, manipulation, manipulation misogyny, um, just abuse of people in, in general. Um, and the thing about all those things is I was hurting, so I, I hurt other people. Because they say pain shared is pain lessened. But if you don't know how to share pain in a healthy way and you internalize it, 
you tend to push it down and then reflect it out on people, release it rather, out on people in a very destructive way, which in turn ends up hurting you as well as those people around you. And then they hurt, so they hurt you. And it's really a feedback loop of suffering. Um, and for me, my soul really could only handle so much of that. And I think that that's really what caused my mental illnesses in ways was the situations outside of me and my, and my perception of them. And modern medicine might view that differently. And I honestly don't know. I'm not a doctor. But for me, a lot of the underlying circumstances that I encountered um, in my life seemed to manifest again when I really went through uh, my, my psychotic break. And I'll briefly touch on the psychosis. Um, I was dating a woman and I was sober for about five months at that time, or I should say not drinking. I was still smoking pot every day. I really wasn't getting healthier anyways because I was isolated. Uh, she was my only focus. I was addicted to her attention, which has been an underlying theme in relationships that I tend to get into. Um, and we were going through some trouble. I didn't know how to deal with it. I didn't want to drink. And I stopped sleeping. I stopped eating. And I, I smoked a shit ton of weed. Um, and what happened was eventually I started to hear things that weren't really there. Um, I started to associate everything as a giant synchronicity where everything was connected. And I won't say that there wasn't very beautiful moments in this, um, because there was, but there was a lot of terrifying, frightening moments as well. Uh, some of the things that I thought during that time, um, was, my girlfriend was looking for alien implants on me when she was caressing me. I thought she might have been an alien. I thought that she might have been um, some kind of breeder for some breeding program where she lured men in, had sex with them, and then uh, did something with the children. I thought that she was going to get an upgrade because she had lured me in and trapped me in. And that was me not wanting to deal with the reality of the fact that we were having a failing relationship. And it was very, very difficult for me because I, I cared about her a lot. And I put my happiness in, in on her rather than on myself, which is one thing I realize now. Your happiness has to depend on you. And you have to love you or you cannot love somebody else in a healthy way. Um, so with that experience... It really progressively got worse because I knew I needed to break up with her or she needed to be more infatuated with me. And obviously, I can't make somebody more infatuated with me. And it's certainly not going to occur when I'm not sleeping, not eating, and I'm not taking care of myself. And I'm just a frightening person in general. Uh, during that time, there was some very, very under heavy underlying themes of spirituality in general. And some of the spiritual nuances was... Uh, a great connection with the universe, feeling all is one, feeling extreme love, trust, faith, confidence. But at the same time, I had the exact opposite force of negativity occurring uh, periodically as well. One of the things that really resonated with me and I still find to be somewhat uh, awe-inspiring is during all of this situation, I was walking back from uh, Eureka, California to Arcata, California. I think it's about a six or seven mile walk. 
and I was in the grips of my psychosis at this point because I did not get on the bus because I thought that my ex-girlfriend was trying to get me onto the bus so they could wipe my memory and make me subservient slave to the alien races. Um, but there was an earthquake that occurred at that time, and it was really like saying, this is your soul coming back into you. This is you waking up. This this is everything. This is your soul saying you can't do the things you've been doing anymore. And um, you can look it up. The earthquake was on July 21st in, in Northern California. Um, and that was a Saturday, I believe. Um, and my psychosis really had started that Thursday. Uh, so that would have been the 19th. I believe I might be mistaken on the exact specific day. Um, but anyhow, and the thing about my psychosis that's really intriguing is it, a lot of the uh, fear based things that I had were entertainment based. Um, and if you look at the etymology of entertainment, if I'm not mistaken, it means to contain within. And when you really start to digest the concept of that and you look at what people entertain themselves with it's a somewhat frightening idea and revelation um so i'm digressing a little bit anyhow i I had this spiritual situation i I didn't really deal with anything well because when i went to the hospital they basically said you know that's just you being crazy this that and the other this we're going to put you on some medication we're going to drug you up try to send you to therapy and the thing is, I couldn't move past any of the things. Um, I, I, I was stuck on the spiritual element of the situation, but I, I really couldn't uh, digest it past that. Oh, one thing I'd like to say, too, is at the start of the psychosis, I was writing a short science fiction novel, and a thing that was really peculiar is it foreshadowed the exact events that portrayed that played out in my psychosis prior to them happening. And although it wasn't me that I was writing the story about, the character was someone similar to me. And it's still somewhat odd. I deleted the story because it scared the shit out of me after getting out of the psych ward and reading it really triggered a lot of anxiety and fear. Uh, Anyhow, I got out. They made me feel like none of those experiences were valid, sound, and that I, I was just crazy. So... I had said in the previous episode, after the girlfriend and I broke up, I moved back to Ohio, I went off my meds, and I had another psychotic episode. And this one was even more spiritually themed than the other one. Um, There was a buzzing in my third eye. I felt like I was receiving a telepathic message of love. I misconstrued it as a message from my ex-girlfriend saying that she needed help, she needed me to save her from a situation. And I thought ultimately that this was her trying to reconnect with me. And it played back into the alien theme a little bit, um, which I don't necessarily understand. I don't really try to understand it too much now. Anyhow, you can't understand and rationalize completely irrational things like that is my perception of that situation now. So uh, regardless, I went through that psychosis there was uh, times of extreme spiritual experiences where I thought I, I was Jesus or Jesus-like. I thought I was uh, the devil at one point. I thought I released the devil at one point. I've never been of a, a religious faith specifically, so I found that peculiar as well. And my best reasoning for that would be that because those cultural ideals are, are almost impressed upon everyone in our culture 
and there those themes are played out so much on television and in various capacities that that was really the purging of those things in my subconscious. I think a lot of these experiences that I encountered in the psychosis was the purging of my subconscious. So I, I had all those situations happen. And yet again, I was confronted with mental health professionals giving me medication, um, telling me that those weren't sound experiences, and also my family members pretty much looking at me and judging me and minimizing those situations and essentially making me question all of my personality to where I thought everything I did was part of my mental illness and not realizing at the time, some of that's just me. I'm a little bit out there. I'm a little bit spacey. Even though I'm sober now and not using an inner recovery program, I still have a psychedelic spirituality, and I always will. And I don't think that psychedelic spirituality is tied to psychedelics. That's a common misconception, I believe. And although those things may get you in tune with those experiences, I don't think you're able to digest them completely until you step away from them. And some people just do psychedelics occasionally, and they just smoke pot occasionally, or they smoke pot regularly, and they're not affected by it. That's okay. Not my position to judge, as I mentioned, and... I'll continue to say that. It's not my position to judge. But for me, in my situation, it's no longer good for me, and it no longer serves me, and I can get high on life, which I used to think was a cheesy thing, but when you've lived your whole life high for the most part or drunk, and then you look at life through clear eyes, and you have this ambition, this drive, this desire to help people, it is a high. It's a, it's a natural high, and I don't got to go to the meditation dealer. I don't have to go to the inner peace dealer. I can just into, dial into those things when necessary. Sometimes it may be more difficult than others, but there was times when I'd spend a bunch of energy and, and emotion and time searching for the next high. So substantially easier to just uh, get off on my own endogenously created chemicals. So I had all those psychotic experiences, and even during the psychosis, the thing that led me back to on my on my road to mental wellness again was the psychosis itself because basically it made me think I was going to die if I did, took the meds, die if I didn't. And there was a lot of fear imagery in the psychosis that was kind of nudging me along the path. And in my opinion, that was my higher power, the, uh, the fathomless unknown, the, the great divine, whatever you want to call it, um, shepherding me through the fear, into where I needed to be. Because I think that having some fear is crucial, but when you stay stuck in a fear vibration, it's paralyzing. And when you begin to embrace fear, you, you begin to release yourself from all that holds you. Because fear is not real. It's false evidence appearing real. Danger, on the other hand, does exist. Danger is a very real thing, and, and dangerous situations can get you, you hurt. Fear, not real. Um, you should have some fear. You should not be fearless, but you should not be controlled by fear. So I embraced those fears. Some of the fears, uh, some of the fear, scaring imagery that I encountered as I was in a... Uh, a DUI program at the time and it seemed like everybody continually got like these black eyes where they were like demons um, I don't know if anybody here anybody listening has seen uh 
supernatural, but it was kind of like that where they, they looked like demons. And I was like, I'm going to listen to the demons telling me uh, not to drink. Like, I don't want to go back down that road again. And that really scared me away from drinking. It scared me to going into a 12-step program after that. It scared me into trying church out again. Uh, that was not a good experience. I had tried church when I was younger, and I didn't feel right to me. I won't get into specifics, but essentially I went to a church. Uh, I didn't realize it was communion. They gave me the wafer. I walked away, and then I got lectured by the priest after after the ceremony. I'm just like, yeah, dude, very, very spiritual. Uh, so that was that experience. I continued to get better, and I continued, as I was on the medication, to have a lot more clarity to understand the experiences that I encountered on psychedelics the experiences that I encountered in my psychosis, and I began to understand reality in a different way, which was very, very essential to me getting better. My mental illness became a great asset in many regards, which is peculiar because in other traditions, especially in traditions with shamans or healers, they will get this soul sickness or they will have this near-death experience, and when they overcome that situation, they are then imparted with gifts. They are given the ability to heal, which to me resonates deeply with me because the concept of healing, and my former concept of it was waving a hand over somebody and they have no more ails. They're no longer troubled by things. The reality of that situation for me now, which I find peculiar, is in getting sober and in going through those experiences, I'm now in a position to where I can talk about my experiences, I can share my experiences, share how I overcame those experiences, share that I may still struggle with things, but my perception has changed in, in such a way due to mindfulness. Um, thanks to neuroplasticity of the brain, you can rewire a lot of negative responses to situations if you practice mindfulness. Another thing that has helped me has been meditation. Another thing that has helped me has been eating healthy foods. Another thing that has helped me is exercising. Another thing that has helped me is socializing. And many of those things seemed impossible to me to be able to achieve. I've never liked exercising. I've always been fearful of socializing. So it's interesting to me, specifically the mindfulness, the meditation, and the yoga, because those are principal concepts in a lot of religions for connecting with true spirituality. I've had a lot of very synchronistic experiences as well that lend themselves to understanding those situations better also. Um, and I'd like to get into my spiritual experiences in the next episode of the podcast because there's a substantial amount of them that, while they may seem inconsequential to many, that's fine. They're very substantial to me. Spiritual Spirituality, as I understand it, is your experiences with the divine, whereas religion is somebody else's experiences that you believe. And I'm not vilifying religion. It's not for me. It works well for a lot of people. 
it doesn't work for a lot of people as well. It's neither here nor there. If that's how you connect, that's fine. But you can still have spirituality within religion as well. So let me let me clarify that. I don't need a specific set of beliefs personally, but just because other people do doesn't mean that they're not spiritual. So I have the psychosis, I have those spiritual experiences, and I've progressively gotten better. There was a situation that presented itself this summer where I could have fallen apart, but thankfully with everything I've been through, I viewed it with the right set of eyes, and it really made me grow. And it, I've grown more in the past two months than I've probably matured emotionally, mentally since I was a kid. I mean, and that's a very, very cerebral and hard to understand situation. And the main factor behind the growth in that situation was love for another person, which eventually became love for myself, which in turn developed into the ability to actually love people in a healthy way. So all that fear, negativity, all those things were really wiped off the slate. I've been able to speak about my experiences, which used to terrify me even talking to anyone about my psychosis, about my mental health things, about my addiction. But that's where my strength is now, is that I can talk about those experiences. And I I can't say that I'm a healer for certain, but I know that what I've said has helped people. So... I find that interesting that cultures have talked about healers coming through these soul sicknesses to a spiritual emergence, a spiritual awakening, and then ultimately being given these gifts to help other people. And with that, I'd like to put this episode on the pyre, and I'd like to say peace, love, and light to all those listening. Have a blessed day, evening, morning, whatever you are. Just love you, love yourself, love the people next to you. Share a smile. Have a good one. Peace.